All I need you, right here, baby. Cut a lot, all night, yeah, baby. Party hard, all white, yeah, baby. I want you, right here, baby. Kuseni koko to niko koto koto tiwaniko iwaniko ni yo popo popo shoko shoko yo koto. Kuseni koko to niko koto koto tiwaniko iwaniko ni yo popo popo rapete ora. I mean, when you put that body, girl, I like that. Shake that booty like a latcha. Now we be the life of the party with the flex for the party. We go spend for the party, shine away, yeah. Oh, baby, shake. Now make my money to the waist. Waiting to happen for the place. All my money, I go spray it on your waist. Nah, we look Spend my life.
welcome to Club Shada episode 358. I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody is there in their best feelings, just like I am. Well, I'm a, I'm a little catching a little bit of cold. I was under the rain yesterday with Bodhisattva talking about business in the shisha. And then these people didn't want to the leak go home so it was raining they were still talking so now i'm sick bastards i hope everybody's doing great i hope you're doing great this show is brought to you by shadowware.com gods of good fortune thanks to all our sponsors we still don't have a stream royalty for the month of february uh which is strange so listen anybody do a super chat of 99 cents uh, on YouTube, so we have a stream royalty, and this place doesn't stay uh, empty because nah. Everybody, uh, as we are starting, uh, peace to everybody that is on uh, YouTube, peace to everybody that is on uh, Facebook, peace to everybody that is on Instagram. Put the flag of where you represent straight in the in the chat and. Uh, yeah let's get it on right oh lord listen i hate doing shows when i'm sick listen i slept two hours straight like before the show because uh, um i came back home late and then soon as i i mean at 10 a.m i had to go attend my mom that is in Portugal and I had to do something at her hotel. So I needed, she really needed me to help her move from one bedroom to another in her hotel. So I was tired and then I promised my daughter that I would take her to the brunch. Uh, so I was like, you know what, I'll sleep when I sleep. Then back around 7 p.m. when I was home, I was like, yo, listen, if I don't sleep at 7 p.m. to wake up at 9.15, this show is not gonna happen. Trust me. So, yeah, that's what I did. Just woke up. So I'm trying to get my thoughts together, right? Oh, MJ Wemoto. Finally. Somebody heard the call. Thank you so much, MJ Wimoto, with uh, two Canadian dollars donation. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. Uh, everybody, don't forget to put your flags in the chat and uh, let's get on with it. I hope, listen, I hope the people on Instagram are seeing me. If you're on Instagram and you are seeing me, Put some rainbows in the chat. Just put some rainbows. All right? So we know that it's all good. But it should be okay. Broadcast was started. All right. It seems. It seems that it's working. Usually I start Instagram from a laptop. This is the first time that I start Instagram directly from a desktop. Uh, the reason why is that this genius as Instagram 
when they created the possibility to do a live stream, they forgot to give us the possibility to mute the stream while we are um, doing it because on Instagram is a little different. You have to start your stream from your desktop, from the from the from the web, at the same time as you're starting your streaming software. So, um, yeah, in a, and then there was no mute button, so the sound was just echoing like crazy when when I did it last time, but. Thank God, it is not the case anymore. All right, uh, let me see who's here. Uh, best fashion turkey, hello there on Instagram. M Jizzle with Motizel, what it do? Thanks, 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 thanks. Uh, peace and love, good health to the Shada gang. Emery Agnon, what it do, brother? I hope you're doing good. Erwin Sinditano, la vidéo net de, n'est-ce pas? Is that do that? Um, MJ is representing Zimbabwe and Canada. Gaetan is representing Cameroon. Doris Ghost is representing Congo. OZCBM, peace out. Charlie Chaz representing France. What it do? Or representing or, or watching from France. Uh, Emery, it's Togo, right? Uh, from Montreal. Peace out. Here in Lisbon, it is 9 and 41 p.m. So, um, ah, okay. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Just receive a message. Marco Kizomba from Portugal. I read. I have to. I have to redo uh, a live stream uh, about the Kizomba business, the business of dance and the business of music, and on how they intertwined and uh, the whole evolution. Uh, I really have to do it. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. What up, Yona? Peace and love. Uh, Rui, bless. To Dubai. How's the house? How's the house? How's the magic house, brother? Yona from DRC. Bless. Gigi, wow, wow. Ah, Gigi. Gigi goes to the best hotels and she doesn't invite her friends. That's all I have to say. We used to invite you in the swimming pool. But you, I have a problem. I still want you in my music video. Anyway, the song is almost ready. Oh, really? This guy again? Really? Oui. Je t'appelle vite fait là. On, oui. a, on a failli perdre, euh, perdre que... l'avion de, de nos gars là. Non, parce que je, je, je suis live. Ah, t'es live Ah, merde. Ah, ok. Ah, ouais. Ah, oui. Oh, bon. Oh, ah, merde. Est-ce que c'est live-worthy information ou nous devons garder le secret 
en ce moment. Bon live, bon live, bonne salutation au Club Shada. Hein? Club, Sh Club Shada te dit bonjour. And, be and before you go, oh. hmm? would you sacrifice your integrity for money? Oh no, I'm fine. Would you? I'm fine. Would you give some of your royalties or copyright to mm -hmm. somebody who didn't do nothing for a song? Oh, if, I've done that if, several times. If if I'm in agreement with the situation, shouldn't no, be a problem. You know? No, imagine if like you have to do a song with uh, I don't know uh, uh, David Guetta. He mm -hmm. heard you. He heard. He hears your beats. He loves it. It says mm -hmm. it's amazing, and he mm -hmm. wants to release it with mm -hmm. you as a as a main artist with him. Mm -hmm. But you you have to do fifty fifty on the composition, just because alone you would maybe make a hundred or a thousand by yourself and he's guaranteeing you because he's gonna push the song like crazy he's guaranteeing you that you're gonna make 200k on your side and he's gonna make 200k on his side but he did nothing just put his name does he yeah but is he just 50 on composition only yeah yeah just on composition i mean on everything let, let even if it's on everything okay including publishing then Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? I'm, I'm fucking like the one I'm gonna make two hundred thousand is better than a thousand euros in my bank account. You know? All and, right. I, and I give away fifty percent for it. Okay. Yeah, that's business right there. That's 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 the subject of tonight. <laughs> Because. Well, there's a, there's a there's been a debate right now online about that. And um, that's what we're gonna talk about. So, if you want to oh. stick around in the chat, you you're welcome. No, I, yeah, no, the, 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 I was calling you for something very specific. So, so. All right. No, yeah, 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 I'll call yeah. you in an hour. Okay. I'll Bless. These guys always trying to interrupt my flow. See, you cannot even do your live stream and chill, and this guy just calls. He feels it. It's like it's like when you have a girlfriend and whenever you're busy, all of a sudden she needs something. The whole 24 hours you were there by her side. She didn't need nothing. And then hour 25, you're like, I'm gonna have to do something, and boom, she needs something. It's well, this is life. You have to deal with it. Uh, what was I doing? Where was I? <laughs> Wait, let me turn off the AC because this thing gets cold quick. Uh, all right, where was I watching the comments before I jump in the conversation with you guys? Nati Kalokuta, okay, j'arrête maintenant, maintenant, maintenant. Natiki, merci. You're dead, huh? No, so. Santome in principe watching from Brazil. Wow, lovely. I have to go back to Brazil. It's been forever. 
Emmanuel Etienne, what up? I hope you're doing good. Ezekiel Licolo, what up? I hope you're doing good. Um, Don Benny Music, always a pleasure to watch your video, sir, from Namibia. Wow. Bless up. Been a long time, long time, long time, Namibia. Uh, what up? Gauchi Beats. All right, listen. Um, you know, uh, first of all, if you're watching from Instagram, even if this show usually lasts for an hour, an hour and 20, just to let you know, Instagram lives uh, this way for some reason that only Instagram knows, they end after uh, one hour. So if you want to watch the show and make sure it's not, it's not going to get cut, you can join on YouTube. Keisha.tv. Sergi Tela, what up? I see, I see you. I see you, my brother. I hope you're doing great. Uh, all right. So there's been um, an interesting conversation online about uh, people, uh, a few artists, a specific artist uh, that claimed that she did a, a song for Beyonce for her latest album and she did the whole song completely from zero and um, she wrote it in her living room a few years ago and then maybe she shopped it to the majors etc and uh, Beyonce picked the album for picked the song for her album Renaissance until then nothing special now when you do a song for somebody usually if you if you made the music and you get compositions right and you get a hundred percent of the composition right which is 50 percent of the work now if you write the lyrics or if you write with somebody else you get a hundred percent of the author rights which is the other 50 percent of the the, the art right and this hundred percent plus the publishing generates a work so normally if uh, I have a song uh, called uh, One Love that I produced, I composed, I wrote, and let's say before I release it, uh, Nelson Freitas hears it and tells me, yo, bro, that song One Love, oh, please give it to me. And I'm like, all right. And I give him the song. And even if it becomes one of his biggest hits, He's going to make money from selling the song, doing the shows, because he's going to be the singer, the inter interpret, but he's not going to be the writer and composer. So if you go to Spotify and, and you, you click right on the song and you look at credits, you will see my name, Edward McCullough, as the composer and writer of the song. Now, what this woman claims is that in order for uh for the song to stay in in the album the proposition that they did to her was you have to give a big percentage of the song so the composition rights or the writing rights to beyonce just because she is so big that maybe this song by yourself uh, if you release by yourself, you're going to generate a thousand euros. Who knows? Uh, 
but if if uh you if i sing it me beyonce i'm gonna generate a million from the song so because i'm gonna generate a million just from my name just from my fame just from who i am i believe that i want 25 percent. i want 30 percent. i want 40 percent. i want 50 percent. who knows but and the proposition here right is do you stay on code and you say no listen i wrote my song as a creator and i want to be i want to be respected as a creator meaning that i want to make a hundred percent of what i wrote or you understand the value proposition of the business and you are willing to sacrifice 50 percent of and give 50% of your creation because you know that that person is so big that she's going to generate she's going to generate you 500k and of course because nobody understands the business and people love to hear a victim story so that they can get excited everybody is siding with the few artists that this happened to because Beyonce has been co-writing a lot of songs with a lot of people and uh, I mean, she can write her songs, but it, yeah, listen, apparently there's, there's been a few times, not, not, not once that she just got a song that was, uh, that was done and the her publishing team said, yeah, listen, we are about to generate you, I don't know, 200K, a million 500k whatever we want a piece of that money so it is in your best interest to give us some of the money so uh let me look at what you say first um is watching from germany bless up tokos I went to your show in Santo Man Principe on Pirata Club. Oh, 2008. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Have to come back. It's been forever. J'ai honte, mon anglais n'est pas assez bon. Ah, maman. C'est pas grave le mien non plus. Écoute seulement, tu vas apprendre. <laughs> Is that the Tiffany Red story? I think it's not just her. It's, 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 it's something that happened a lot. And uh, DJ K. Yola, what up? So, uh, let me tell you one thing. Uh, Sabrina Zik, love, bisous, bisous. Um, so, um, let me give you my... Well, je suis super enrhumé, Sabrina. De ouf. Et je suis encore plus enrhumé maintenant que j'ai commencé le... <laughs> Yo, that shit is crazy. I have to put. Tout ça, c'est la faute à Bodhi. Qui fait que des hommes m'arrêtent rester la nuit dehors. Quand je, ce, ce matin, j'arrive à la maison et puis ma femme me dit, voilà, voilà quand, quand on traîne 
C'est ce, ce qui arrive quand on traîne à 5 heures du matin dehors. Je... Ah, tu m'as pas pitié de moi. Ah, listen. Let me uh, give you my honest opinion on that subject. Uh, and let me tell you the story of uh, the track I did called uh, Ladies. On a changé. So when we did that track, uh, so I made the, I made the beat. So because I made the beat, I own the composition, right? Because uh, I made the music. Now I'm supposed to own 50%. And who wrote the lyrics is Kamnos. Then I went on to make the rest of the album. So probably 70% of the instrumentals on that album. And I also wrote probably, I don't know, 70% of the songs or co-wrote them. And then Lila who was the singer and, and the rest of the group were interprets, meaning that they sing a song, but they don't write it. So it's not, it's their song in a way, but in reality, it is my composition and Camus uh, letters, lyrics. So all is good. The songs come out. So at that time, they are not known at all. But then we get a proposal from EMI Music. They tell us, hey, listen. And, and we get a, a, another proposal from one of the biggest French television channels. They say, listen, we want 10% of the composition via publishing and we need you to sign publishing to EMI and EMI will sign a deal with us so that us the television every time we play the song we will we will get back 10% of what we have to pay as a as a broadcaster because every time a TV station plays your song if it's a big TV station they have to pay a hundred euros right so Now, they did a deal so that every time they play, they pay 100 euros, but they get paid 10 euros. So their goal now is to generate a lot of money from playing the song because of the 10 euros they make. But every time they make 10 euros, the writer, composers and publishers are going to make 90 euros. So at that time, I have my own publishing company already. Sushi Row Publishing. So I don't need to I don't need to give my publishing away to anybody. I could just keep it and make whatever amount of money I'm supposed to make from that song, from it playing on TV. But EMI and Sony approaches us and say, listen, give us 50% of your money via publishing you give us 50 and we will make sure via our deal with this tv station that this song plays 
hundreds of times. And because of that, instead of making, because at that time, on a changé, it's just a Zouk song or a Kizomba track that nobody cares about. Only the small French West Indies community cared about the song. So it's like what? A hundred sales, like. But these people are telling us if you give us 50% of the, the money that's going to be generated by radio plays, TV plays, etc., we will make sure to maximize the amount of money that you're going to make. And me, I was like, all right, let's do it. So I signed my publishing to EMI and Kamnu signed his publishing uh, I'm not sure if it was to EMI because then they got bought by Sony but anyway we both signed our publishing so now every time the song was playing on French national TV he was generating let's say 100 euros per play in that 100 euros per play 10 euros was going back to the TV station. So the more the TV played it, the more it made 10 euros. Now you had 90 euros left. So these 90 euros, you had to take away 50% of the 90 euros. So that's uh, 45 euros. Now, in these 45 euros, 45 was going to the publishers and then the other 45% was divided, the, the other 45 euros were divided between me and Camus. So that's 22.5 euros for every play. So you'd be like, if you think about it, you'd be like, wait a minute. I'm supposed to get 100 euros every time my song plays. And all of a sudden, I'm only getting 22 euros? Wait a minute. But now the the way you have to think about it is the way you have to think about it is I mean and the way I think about it was listen a hundred euros multiply by let's say two or three or zero yeah, it's, it's 300 euros, more or less, if you can have some plays, right? And when you play on Trace TV, or if you play on, uh, on, on uh, Media Tropical, which was the French West Indies radio, you are not really getting a lot of money. So maybe we would have shared, me and him, if we, had, we, we kept 50% of our song, we might have generated... 200 euros each but because we accepted to give away publishing rights and to do that deal with the tv station our song and the, the song of the girls ladies started playing on national tv station every 30 minutes for a whole fucking year every 30 minutes they were playing the song like crazy they were playing the song when like before 
the news, before uh, uh, Big Brother, before this. Before, listen, so the more people are watching and in the media, if your song plays, let's say, uh, in the morning before the news and there's like 6 million people watching, maybe that play will generate 350 instead of 100. If it plays at a, at a moment where like 11, there's nobody really watching the TV, there's maybe, maybe there's only 500 people watching the TV, then maybe it's only going to generate 50 or 75. But then if it plays uh, in, before Big Brother, when like you have 20 million people watching, then the play will generate maybe 500 or 1,000. So after one year of this song being played and played and played and because he was playing on the big tv he started also playing on the big radios because he was playing on the big tv and the big radio all the big radios and big tv started playing the song and because of that all the medium stations started playing everybody started playing the song like crazy in 2007 so now the money that was generated by the song was 1 million euros. So listen, my share of 9 million euros was around 250 or 240,000 euros. So listen, when I woke up that day, I'm chilling in my bed. I have 300 euros in my bank account and I'm waiting to, to do the, the next show so I can be saved. And all of a sudden, at 8 a.m., I receive a notification that I have, I think the first check, check I ha the first check I had was, was um, 150,000. The second one was 75, and then after that, another 50,000, and then it went down, down, down. But probably in the last 10 years, this song probably generated me 300,000 euros one song and the reason why i got that money is because i understood the art of being smart and sacrificing when you have to sacrifice and it's something that a lot of people don't understand because they want to stay on the emotional part of music i'm not emotional when it comes to music i'm i'm like yo listen what is the business proposal? What do you want? What do I want? And what do I gain from giving you something? Because, listen, I could completely say, hey, no, I'm not giving you nothing, and I don't want to give nothing to the TV station. I want to keep the integrity of my copyrights, and I want 100% of my composition. I don't care. On On a Change, I want 50% of my composition and this one he does what he wants and on uh, the other one that I, pro that I composed and co-wrote is Danse Avec Moi on that one I would say yeah listen I, I, I want 75% of the song and I want every last penny of it and maybe the song would have generated 10,000 20,000 and maybe I would, yeah, I would have, I would have received 20,000 I would have been happy but I wouldn't have known what it does to receive 150,000 euros in one day. And that's when I learned a valuable lesson about 
when do you understand that it's in your best interest to sacrifice a part of your copyright for uh, it's the long game that you play? And this is why I don't understand why people don't understand uh, when some of these artists are saying that, yeah, I had to give away uh, or I gave away or, or I only make X percent of the song that I did by myself. And you want to see them as victims when they're not. And at the same time, I understand the, the ego behind it. Because you're like, yo, wait a minute. I did this by myself in my living room. Or I did this by myself in the studio. Or this artist was not even there when I did it. And now they want to cut. Well, listen. Uh, if Beyonce comes to me tomorrow and tells me, yeah, listen, I heard that new song you did. and uh, Or... I want to do uh I want to do a, a a new version of One Love for example. So One Love is my song that I wrote 20 years ago, 21 years ago. Uh this song is has been it for 20 years. Everybody love it. It's an amazing song. It's in the heart of everybody. And let's say Beyoncé says, "Hey, listen. I want to do So listen, I made I made money from One Love. I made copyright money, I made show money, I made sales of albums money. So, to me, the song already brought me everything that I thought it could bring me, right? But if Beyonce comes now and says, listen, I'm doing the Lion King 2 soundtrack, and I would love to put that song in there. And uh, I just want to do like a guitar voice, and I'm going to sing the whole song the same, and... Uh, Listen, because I'm Beyonce and I'm going to generate because it's going to be the song of the movie. It's going to be the song of the, it's going to be the team of the movie. Uh, I'm going to make uh, X, Y, Z and da, 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 da. And uh, let's say Beyonce and her publishing and Sony Music Publishing and Warner, they all come to me and say, listen, this is going to be Disney. And Disney says, oh, listen, we have a publishing company called Mickey Mouse Publishing. We want 10%, Beyonce wants 20%, and the rest of the publishers want another 20%. So I have to give 50% of the rights of my song that I did by myself. And this is going to generate 10 million euros. I would be an idiot to not sacrifice 50%. There's an art to that. And a lot of people, they don't understand this in this business of music. A lot of people... They think too much about their ego and not enough about the, the business side of things. It's the, same, it's the same thing I was telling a friend. Bro, if, if you want 5000 for a show and nobody's willing to pay it, but you insist in your ego that you are worth 5000 you will make zero time 5,000. That's zero. Now, if somebody has a little less ego than you and understand that there's a market and maybe they understand that in the market, they can only, let's say, do a DJ gig for 500. Yeah. Maybe you're going to laugh at them because they, they play at 500. Like, look at this guy. 500 for a show. 
nah, nah, I'm worth 5,000. Good. But if you make zero time 5,000 and the guy makes one show at 4 p.m., uh, between 4 p.m. And, 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 and 5 p.m. for 500, then another show at 9 p.m. for 500, then another show at midnight for 500, and then maybe another show at 4 a.m. for 500, and maybe an after party uh, for 500 again at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Boom, that's 2.5 thousand in one day. If they repeat that Saturday, Friday, now they have 5,000. And let's say... They do another two shows on Sunday for 500, 500, or even 300, 300. They made 5,600. While you here talking about your price, your ego, cool, but the market doesn't want to pay you, so you make zero, and that person makes 5,000. And maybe the only show that is like, Hard work is maybe the one late in the club, in the big club. The rest is in a small hotel when they actually don't have nothing to do. They just maybe they just play a playlist and they wait, or they already have a pre a pre pre mix show that they just play and they they just stay there because there's like ten people in the restaurant and it's not worth working, or they use tractor autoplay whatever. They still gonna make more money than you. And listen, I know a lot of people. If at that time, when I got proposed to give away 50% of the copyrights, the publishing of On A Changé, they would have said, hell no, that's my song. I don't have a contract with you. I'm not giving you the publishing. So if you understand the way I see things, you would understand that, for example, have something going on that is that was the one of the biggest songs on TikTok in 2023. It is generating a lot of money by itself. For me, all the remixes, all the versions, and the original. From YouTube, from streams, from XYZ, and also from copyrights. And I own 100% of the writing and composition of the song because I wrote it, and I produced it, and I composed it, right? And in terms of publishing, my company, Sushiro, owns 50% of the publishing, and Section Zook owns the other 50% of the publishing. So right now, we had a, a, a big record label that proposed to me, hey, listen, we're going to do a new version in French with some French singers, young people. They're going to do a music video. It's going to call Bam 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 Majoli. Uh, and... We have the big radios ready to play it. So we want because we're gonna we're gonna generate you a lot of extra money for your song. We want a percentage of that extra money we're gonna do to you. And you know what I did? I said yes. And right now, as we speak, this song is playing big time on all national French radios and Belgium and, and, and then it's spreading and it's making my original song big. And then the artists who don't understand, they're going to be like, yo, somebody stole your song. Or somebody's going to be like, ah, did you hear that version? I said, of course I know, I know that version. It's authorized. And because I make, I make X percent of that song, I'm making money without doing nothing. 
from a song that is already making money. And this is just a new version. So listen, if uh, Jazz on the Rule or, or um, Justin Bieber hears something going on on TikTok, he sees the, he sees the trend, he's like, yo, I want to do a version of that track. I want to re-sing, same lyrics, and maybe I'll just add something, whatever, and listen. Yo, listen, K, I'm Justin Bieber. I'm going to give you 50. I need you to give me 50% or 40% of the new song. You think I'm going to say no? Because I wrote it by myself in in uh, somewhere in Mozambique? In my hotel room? You think I'm going to say no? To potentially making 50% of $5 million? Just because I'm proud and I, I prefer staying with 100% of my 10,000? Sometimes people should check their egos because because of their egos, they make no fucking sense. I'm just saying. It is what it is. Claudio, what up, nephew? How you doing? Getting married. Look at these kids. Um, Lucas, what up? Hello from Cap Verde. Oi, Nin. Bonnie. My sister, what up? Ilian, ça va? Look, my son never says hi. You should say hi every morning on my WhatsApp. Not when I'm live. C'est un grand son. On a changé les DSA. Thank you so much, Emmanuel. Uh... Big up, Pandaval. Uh, I agree, it's a better choice to make. Well, listen, you know, it is what it is. Mozambique, we're on. Hey, of course. I wrote that song in. Listen, the whole album, uh, Legendary, was. Uh, something going on is on Legendary, right? Yeah. The whole album was written in Pemba in 2006 in my hotel room. You know why? Because I was uh, in Pemba and because the promoter who brought me to Mozambique was from Pemba, we would stay at Pemba Beach Hotel. And so we had a show in Pemba Friday. Saturday, we would go to uh, Beira and then we'd come back to Pemba. And we stay uh, from Sunday until Friday where we had a show maybe in Coconuts. And then the next day a show in Big Brother. And then we stay again. We come back to Pemba and we stay another week. And then we have a show in Nampula and then a show in Keliman. And then we come back to Pemba. We stay maybe another three, four days. And then we go back to Maputo and then we fly away to back to, to France. So when you have to stay three weeks in Pemba and you cannot go on the streets because if you go on the streets everybody's gonna go crazy and at the time we didn't have internet like today there was no 3g in Mozambique because I'm talking about 2006 there in Pemba there was no 3g sorry I don't I don't remember the rest of the the, the, the country but at least in Pemba 
there was no internet connection. You had to go to the to a internet uh, thing, to uh, internet. Uh, how you call this? These these places where you you buy one you buy one hour of internet. Uh, forgot the name. Uh, internet cafe. And the problem was I was way too famous, so I could not walk in the streets, so I could not go to an internet cafe. So now I found myself inside of inside of Pemba Beach Hotel, in my hotel room, and I have nothing to do. Nothing, 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 nothing. So that's when I start writing uh, something going on and all the songs of this album. And I also composed them on the laptop, all of them. Uh, and then, uh, and then I recorded uh, some of them in my hot in the hotel in in the Netherlands and the rest in Paris. Something going on was recorded in Paris, but uh, it was composed and written in Pemba. Yeah, that's the that's the story of that song. And actually, since we are talking about something going on, oh wait, let me look at your comments first. Uh, yo, MK, prepare all the tracks for... Now, I'm going to tell you what instrumentals I want uh, for my Candy Zook album, but just make sure you have all your sessions ready. Uh, Andy saying, makes so much sense. Thanks for the explanation. K, nice to know how it works. He's what? C'est quoi le son original de Bamba? C'est something going on? Something going on... Uh... Uh, ma, ma chanson de, de 2007 um, alright what up high gain one bless 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 everybody that is on Instagram is just to let you know that in 10 minutes Instagram will cut the live so everybody can come to uh, YouTube uh, Keshara TV let me put it inside of the chat on instagram keisha.tv so that you you know where can i pin it pin comment boom perfect all right you can come to keisha.tv uh and uh we continue the conversation because instagram is gonna cut as always after one hour so you have exactly nine minutes before the live goes down on instagram uh charlie chaz is saying many artists just think that the art is a regular job they just want to get paid every month instead of having an entrepreneur mindset i wouldn't say that i believe that many artists have too much ego meaning that they put way too much emotion in their creation and because they put too much emotion in their creation they don't understand that it is actually yeah it is a, a part of you it is a an emotional uh something maybe it's something you you, you talk about somebody that is important to you i understand that but a song is an asset and it's an asset that generates money so the question you have to ask yourself as an artist is how much money does my asset generate that's easy that's simple uh 
Does your asset generate you one euro every day? Does your asset generate you five euros every day? Does your asset generate you 100 euros every day? If it's a big hit on TikTok or on, on, on the streaming platforms, it might generate you a thousand every day, 10,000 every day. So the question is, if it's an asset and you remove the emotion from it, if I'm telling you, hey, listen, I want to release your song under my name because I'm Beyonce, Jay-Z, David Guetta, Drake, whoever. I'm going to do a single, I'm going to do a music video, and I'm going to invite such and such. I want for me and the people that I'm going to invite that you don't have access to, I want 50% because I'm going to make your asset that generates 3 euros every day, I'm going to make it generate 30,000 euros every day. So you will make 15,000 instead of two, and we will share the other 15,000 every day. So if at that moment you listen to your ego and you say, but I wrote it, you lost the game. And I completely understand that your ego might tell you, why would I give you a percentage of what I did? But in reality, depending on, on, on who you're dealing with, you might make way more money if you understand the art of sacrifice. Listen, it is the same thing as um, when Eligio and I, we came to Portugal for the first time in 2002. We arrived there. I called my ex-girlfriend and because I knew that her parents were renting uh, a house in a, in a, in Almada. So I called her and I said, Hey, how much to rent your house for two weeks? Uh, the parents said, I don't, I don't remember how much we paid. Let's say a thousand, thousand and five. So I gave her the money. She gave me the keys or, or she, I don't remember how we got the key when we got there or maybe before. I don't remember. Listen, way too long ago. So now we go to Portugal and nobody knows us in Portugal because in Portugal they were playing a lot of Zouk, but a lot of Kizomba and a lot of Cap Virgin music, a lot of Cabo, Cabo Zouk, but they didn't really know who was Keisha, who was Elisio. Elisio's album was not out and Mia had two albums, but It's a Love was not out yet. So what Elisio did, he went to all the clubs in Lisbon. Lisbon, Almada, uh, Barreiro, uh, the whole area. And he found out with whoever he met, he, find, he found, that, uh, found out, okay, on Mondays, there's this club where all the people from Guinea are called Nels. All right. In, in, uh, on Tuesdays, there's this club called Convento. There's a hip hop party. On Wednesdays, there's this club called um, Musulo. On Thursday, we can go to that club. On Friday, we go to this club. On Saturday, we go to Club Rwanda. And so we found out things. 
we start making friends with the security of the, the different clubs. And then we just told them, listen, we want to go in the club. We, we are from France. We don't speak Portuguese. Elijo was speaking uh, Criolo. Uh, and then we and then we also had, a, on Wednesday, we had Ondiando. And what we did is during two weeks, Elijo and I, we went to every club and we sing for free. Listen, at that time, I already have Bounce Baby, Telephone, I already have big hits in the West Indies and in France. But in in Portugal, I don't have I don't have hits, right? I mean, it's not that I don't have hits, but I don't have a market. A market. So we go to all these clubs and we perform for free for one week. And all the owners of the club, they tell us, yeah, we have to come back. That's when I meet DJ Amorim, who's now the boss of, of uh, Club Cristal. Uh, he was the DJ at Amusulu. That's where I meet uh, Looney Johnson, who's the DJ at uh, Club Luanda. That's where I meet XYZ. And that's where I meet the, the all the people who are the security still until today at, at these clubs. And we go and we go everywhere and we perform for free. And then after another week, we go back to all the clubs and we perform again for free. One song, two songs. And then, yeah, listen, the people are loving it. And we here hustling. And then what we were doing at that moment is sacrificing getting paid in exchange of visibility. And we were creating demand. So after that, we, I called my ex and I told her, listen, we want to rent your, your place for another two weeks. And I, we called uh, Section Zouk and we called uh, Ahold, my partner, and I said, listen, bring 1,000 CDs to Portugal. He was like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, bring 1,000 CDs. So he comes after two weeks with a big bag with 1,000 CDs. And now every show we did, we were giving CDs. And then... We found some people to distribute. That's how we met DJ Beleza, uh, who I all knew already, to distribute music on Sons d'Africa, to distribute in the markets uh, at Praça d'Espanha. So we start invading the market in Portugal. And then for another two weeks, we go do shows everywhere for free. And then the last week, we go to all the clubs. Now everybody know us and they let us go in for free. And when we arrive, the, the DJ or the owner of the club is saying, yo, uh, you, you're going to sing a song? And we're like, nah, we're just chilling. Because now we already have created the demand. Instagram people come to YouTube. It's going to cut on Instagram. Now we have created the demand. And because we have created the demand and people are saying to us, are you going to sing? And the girls, they see us. They're like, oh, it's the French guys. They're going to sing. Everybody's excited. And we don't do nothing. We just sit down, take a glass of juice, and wait. And then everybody's like, yo, uh, we would love you to do a show. Aha. Uh-huh. Instagram is gone. So now everybody's telling us, yo, we want you to do a show. And we're like, calm down. I have my new album, It's All Love, with a, bre- a great song called Fiona for the Portuguese market and Music Warrior and 88 BPM. We have all these songs coming. 
So let's organize a big event for the release party of my album. And all these people that we, that discovered us during all this show we did for three weeks, they were there at the release party of It's All Love and it was legendary. The whole Lisbon was there. If you are from Lisbon, you were there. 2003, when It's All Love got released and I start singing uh, uh, Fiona and, and Music Quarion and everybody was yelling and it was crazy. And that's how you create your legend. But for that, we probably made I don't know, 15 to 20 shows for free. We could have asked even, I don't know, 500? No. We said, no, don't worry. I'm, we just sing for free. So sometimes you have to be strategic. And a lot of artists, they are not strategic because they're emotional. They're like, ah, I'm worth this. I'm worth that. Uh, fuck, you're not going to pay me. No, listen, sometimes you have to go and do it. If tomorrow, I don't know, you get a, a, there's somebody who might become president and he asks you, hey, I need to use your song for my campaign, but we don't have the budget. But trust me, if I make it as a president, I'll make it up to you. You might say, no, I want a hundred K. And he's going to say, all right, peace. Sorry then. Now imagine you say, okay, no problem, bro. Here's the song, use it how you want. Person make his presidential campaign and all of a sudden now the guy is president of Congo. And he tells you, yo bro, now that I'm at the head of the country and okay, you're gonna have this mission for the government, that mission for the government, this mission for the government. And listen, in, in, the, in the next five years, maybe you're gonna have one or two missions per year and then shows for the government. And every time we're gonna pay you 100K. So it's all about understand that art is a business. As soon as you sell, art is a business. That's what you have to understand. Higgin, welcome to YouTube. Don't worry if you cannot chat right now. You have to wait one minute, uh, five minutes. Uh, hi, Keisha. My dream is to make a track with you and let all Mozambique this big up Keisha Legend Forever. Bless Lucado. Well, send me an email. Or DM on Instagram so I can listen to what you do. Um, Hatana is saying, Keisha, you made my life so much brighter when I was young. And people call me Keisha growing up. Oh, so cute. Thank you so much, Hatana. Uh, yeah, DJ X Trio, what up? Yeah, listen. All right, so last subject before I go. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to, oh, I didn't stop the live video in on Instagram. There you go. Good. There's something I, I wanted to talk about that It's not that I kept it for me. It's just that I understand the business way too much to uh, 
I understand the business way too much to to make it something important. But something going on is not a compass song. And it's so interesting that this song had so many names attached to it. And it shows you how much, like, once a song is out, you don't really have that much control on the branding. So let me tell you the story of the instrumental, first of all. The name of the instrumental is Zook Beat 211, if I remember well. ZB 211. Let me, let me check on my computer, do a search, ZB 211 yep that's the one no no that's not the one okay so it's zb 711 All right. So the name of this instrumental is ZB711, which means Zook Beat 711. And actually, it is a candy Zook, which is a style that I invented, which is a mix of Zook and Capvergian music, inspired by the likes of... Um, Manuel Lima or Philip Montero's production plus my own hip-hop Zouk R&B uh, genre. So this is what Candy Zouk is. So it's very interesting that when this song came out in the West Indies, everybody was calling it a Zouk R&B because back in 2006-07, that was the name we gave to this type of instrumentals. And everybody was like, yo, Keisha, what's the name of these? What's this, what's this the, what is the name of your genre? And I was like, mm, no, bro, it's not a genre. It's, it's just my version of Zook. Nah, 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 this, you have your own sound. It has, to, has a name. So then I was like, oh, in this case, Candy Zook is the name. So this was a Candy Zook in my head forever. And then at a point, it blows up like crazy in Portugal, in Mozambique, in Angola, in Santo Mé in Principe. And everybody's calling me now the king of Kizomba because of others, others beats of this genre, like Fiona, like, like Melodia for, from Elysio, like Deeper for Nelson Freitas. And everybody's like, yo, listen, Keisha style, yeah. And for those who knew, it was the Candy Zook. And for the rest that didn't know, everybody was saying, this is the best Kizomba ever. And me, I was like, all right. It's the same thing as One Love. One Love to me was never a Kizomba track. One Love to me is a pop Zook. Because 
the guitar was played in a pop folk way and the instrumental was more hip-hop zook hip-hop drums used played in a zook way but this became the best kizomba song of all time so this was 2006 seven when something going on came out right listen me i'm a businessman so listen if you want to call something going on a candy zook which is what it is cool if you want to call it a zook r&b cool it's actually zook mixed with r&b why not if you want to call it a cabo zook cool too now if you want to call it a kizomba cool as long as you buy it because me what interests me is that you like it and yeah i would love it if you call it for what it is but it's so good now 2006 comes out becomes my biggest hits one of my biggest hits i open all my shows with this song all good now 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 14, 15, 16, 17. Uh, oh, SOS Music, thank you so much. Um, thanks for being a mentor since 2005 for me. Oh, bless. Until 2021 when i receive a remix of somebody who just put on soundcloud and instagram a version of that song with an extra solo of compa guyad and because cyclone already did that with uh my track uh, Bien Plus Fort Que Memo. Me, I was like, ah, oh, perfect, a remix. Let's go. Contact the guys. Hey, listen, I want to use that remix. Da, 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 da. It's unauthorized. Now, I'm not going to authorize it, but I'm going to use it by myself. And I do my deal with them. How are we going to exchange, etc. All good. Now, I release the new version of Something Going On, which is, I call it Something Going On, Compa Guyad extended mix because it's actually the same instrumental it's still a candy zook but now on top of it they played a guyad solo on top of it does it make the song compa no does it make the song a little bit compa Yes, it is now a version that has a compa part, but the instrumentation, the way the beat plays, continues to be Zook R&B, Candy Zook, more Kizomba than compa. But okay. To me, I'm like, listen, as long as people like it yes i want things to be named by their name but i also understand that listen if the crowd goes one way they go one way 
And it's very interesting and interesting because once we arrived in 2000 and um, 2022, that's really when the song started blowing, 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 blowing up in TikTok. And he blew, he blew up because of the West Indies, the Zook community. And then it, in two years, it expanded to the compact community in the US. And then after that, it ricocheted by becoming uh, one of the most trending songs on TikTok. And it exploded in Brazil, thanks to girls like... Uh, Jessica Barreto and, 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 and others. I hope I said her name well. People who had 20 million followers in in Brazil that had no idea uh, what is Kizomba, what is Zouk, what is this, what is that. But because there's a track that says Compa Compa and they have a solo, they believed that the name of the song was Compa Compa in Brazil. And every time they were playing the track, they were, they were saying compa compa for the Brazilians. And because there's four, 400 million Brazilians or 300 million Brazilians, it became so huge in Brazil that then it became huge in the US, then it became huge in Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, everywhere. And now all of a sudden I see a lot of, a lot of, a lot of comments with just Haitian flags. Yeah, this is compa, this is our music. And me, I'm like, yes and no. Yes, there's a little bit of compa in there. But it's actually a candy zook. It's actually a kizomba. It's actually a cabo zook in reality. With a compa flavor for this remix. Oh, good. But it's so interesting where groups of people want to appropriate something they start fighting in the comments and me it makes me laugh all the time because listen me i'm like listen just just make me money i don't care about the rest but then you had a lot of the haitian people going to the song and in the comments and in every video they were putting, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, this is compa, this is compa, this is compa. Yo, compa, haiti, haiti. And me, listen, listen. If I can make compa big on the map, all good. I love it. I, I, because to me, all these genres are cousins anyway. But sometimes some people would say, mm, not really, it's a kizomba. And some others would be like, no, it's a zuka R&B. No, it's a candy zook. No, it's a compa. And me, I was like, yeah, it's kind of everything at the same time. Because my music is actually, I never respect genres. I just go in one direction and I take a little bit of that. So maybe if you hear the, the way I played in that instrumental, the way I played the, the, the way I played the, the hi-hat, This is, this comes from Kompa. But the way I play the drums comes more from Kizomba. Um, 
and then the way I play the the, the bass line comes from R and B, and then the way I play the this this is Manu Lima, Afrozuk, who's Cap Virgin. This is more Cap Virgin music, Cabozuk, Afrozuk. And me, I take from everything. I'm I'm one of those musicians that just make milkshakes. But then there's always one community that wants to take credit for my work. And listen, if you're proud, all good. But I think everybody should take credit. And it's all good. Listen, I love the fact that the Haitian community is proud of my song. I also love the fact that for 17 years, it was the Portuguese and Angolan and Mozambicans that were proud of that song. And then before that, it was the West Indies. And then it's everybody now because the song is now global. And now everybody's calling the song a compa. 17 years ago, everybody was calling the song a kizomba. And before that, everybody was calling it a zuga R&B. And me, when I composed it, I called it a candy zook. And it's all good. But it's funny to me. Uh, especially when I see people like having debates. Because listen, let's listen to the beat of that song. Let me play it. Keisha something. This is the original track, right? To make you understand. This is the original uh, something going on that came out in 2006 in my album, Legendary. If you listen to the instrumental, listen to the hi hats. So I was trying to give that that uh, live feel, but it's um, it was me playing on the keyboard. But I was trying to play the hi hats more like in the compa joints. But now listen to the the kick and the drum and the drums. Urban Street Spot, what up? This is Kizomba. Now listen to the the main instrument, which is the 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 the, the saw brasses that goes. This is actually, uh, yeah. Afro Zouk, Monique Seca, Oliver Ngoma, production by um, uh, Manu Lima, who's one of the best producer of all time. And then I sing in English. Now, if you listen to the version that is now approaching 30 million stream, which is the version that became big on 
on uh, on TikTok and it's the same beat. That's what when they say this is yeah, it's a remix. But it's the same beat. So it doesn't become a compa because it's the same beat. But now because of that part. Okay, now they played some compa on top of it of a Kizomba Candy Zook beat and they made it one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest compa songs of all time but it's actually not completely a compa track and I think you can say that about every song of mine uh, On Dikwa it's not a Coupe de Calais it's actually a mix of Mapuka Coupe de Calais uh, uh, hip hop and 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 other things. Uh, same for One Love, Question My Heart, uh, Deeper. A lot of my tracks, I try to appropriate myself styles. That's the way I do it. I listen to something that I like. I'm a piano, kizomba, whatever. And then if in the beginning, I study them. And then after that, I'm like, okay, let me give my take and not respect nothing just maybe the tempo and the feel of it but then i want to take i want to make them mine because i'm that type of creator i like to push the envelope of anything i do and this is why you might listen to people say that the same song of mine if you ask in brazil they will say oh it's the best zook of all time you ask in the west indies they will say oh, it's the best zook r&b of all time you're gonna be like in, in portugal they're gonna say it's the best kizomba of all time you're gonna go to to new york they're gonna say oh this is the best compa of all time and this is beautiful because in a way if everybody can look at the mirror of your song and recognize themselves you win the game of music because you don't serve one community you serve a global community, and that's not something that it's not something that I do uh, strategically, but it's just the way I do music, and I believe that people should open their, themselves more when they do music. So yeah, this is um, this is what I meant about that. So listen, I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, it was great as always. I'm uh, catching up on all the subjects that I didn't talk about. And um, yeah, listen, if you enjoy the show, put me a bunch of uh, rainbows in the chat because this show is brought to you by Shadow Where the Gods of Good Fortune. We now, up. we already have a new stream royalty. MJ, you didn't last long. SOS Music CV. Thank you so much for being our February stream royalty. Uh, anybody who wants to be the stream royalty, you just add more than that. Let me look at your last comments before I check out. Thanks to everybody who was on Instagram and that subscribed to this channel. We'll be live again Wednesday. I don't know if I'm going to be on Instagram again. It depends. Maybe not because I'm going to do a listening party and I don't know if I can play music on Instagram, even if it's my own music. These guys just make no sense. But um, yeah, it might be a problem if I play uh, my own tracks. I don't know. 
I have to try. We'll see. But no, maybe I'm, I'm just going to be on YouTube and uh, Facebook. So uh, please come by. Uh, David is saying deeper was crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm still listening to something going on till these days. Wow. Amazing. Bless, 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 bless. Tatiana Said, what it do? Something going on was the song that made me fall in love with your music. Wow. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, sister. This is such a cool breakdown. Thank you, bro. Listen, if I... Uh, one of these days, I'm going to do a breakdown with the full composition. With the full... Uh, uh, session which would be cool listen even the way i do the harmonies are crazy i was listening to i was listening to the the breakdown of how i did the harmonies i was like yo we did some crazy harmonies back in the days very jodeci itch uh master electronic big up my brother great weekend shout out gang bless thank you so much watch my tv bless 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 um g foreign is asking you see i'm trying to end my show and look at my pleasure my pleasure my pleasure sos music cv g foreign is saying how would you how would you characterize the difference between zook and compa i think this is a question that is interesting enough uh, that I just touched on it. I would say that the difference between Zook and Compa, and uh, listen, I'm still due to do a big masterclass about the three main genres. Uh, I believe that the difference between Zook and Compa are in the sound itself. Compa tend to be more live instruments uh, and Zook um, from what I understood somebody told me but I have to check this information so I'll take my word from it but when they started doing Zook they were trying Compa was already big from the 70s and when they started doing Zook they had like uh, drum machines and they actually were trying to do a version of compa so it's more like a electronic compa uh but i have to do my research before saying that type of stuff because people get sensitive quick about their genres what i would say is that the sound of compa tends to be more live and the, the sound of the kick tend to be more live kick drums. Even when the, it's programmed, they will still use uh, live instruments in their programmation. Even the, the hi-hats they're going to use are going to be more sounding, live sounding, whereas in Zook, I mean, there's also some Zook where they play live, and, but Zook bands tend to play the instruments more electronic in the studio or in the album and then they they make it live on stage uh, i believe that there's a lot of i believe that there's a lot of compa inside of zook then after that the way the guitars are played 
in Zook, the guitars would do more. And in uh, in uh, compa, it's more uh, the sitar that goes. Uh, and so the, it's more the choice of instruments. The choice of instruments, the way you play them, will make the difference. Now, with the times, I would say that Zouk and Kompa in the last 40 years have been influencing one another. I believe that, uh, and I have to verify it, that first it was Kompa, then it was Zouk, but then it was Kassav, and Kassav influenced everybody else. Then so Kassav influenced Kompa, uh, then influenced Convergence, mu Convergence Music and everybody. And then after that, uh, Kiz then you had, everybody, everything was called Zouk at a point. Then you had Kompa Zouk, then you had Afro Zouk, then you had Cabo Zouk, then you had Kizomba, Pasada, Ventuinia, because every producer will, just like me, create and recreate and try new stuff. So the genres are not, so defined of course the pure versions of the genres are defined and it's easy for me when i listen to a zouk to say it's a zouk a compa to say it's a, a compa and a kizomba to say it's a kizomba but every time one become the, the leader it influences the rest so of course songs like deeper by nelson freitas produced by me influenced compa influenced zouk as well uh, because once you do songs that are so international, you inspire new producers. So they're going to do a compa that has a little bit of that that Keisha flavor. And then it's just the evolution of music. Uh, you're probably soon going to have Kizomba and Zouk songs that have that I'm a piano flavor. It's normal. That's what producers, that's what creators do. Uh, and then you have the, 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 the declination of all the genres. I would say from Compa, you had Compa Troubadou, Compa Gouillard. So if you want an example of Compa Troubadou that I did, Musiquarian actually, that, oh, I would like to see you make a beat live. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually uh, do this from time to time. I, I will I will do it. But you can you can check... In the YouTube channel, there's a bunch of, you just type uh, Keisha Studio and there's me making beats, recording, etc. Um, to give you an example of another track that people call Kizomba, but is actually a Kompa Troubadou, uh, my song Musiquarian is not a Kizomba at all, but people say it's one of, yeah, it's a classic Kizomba, but no, it's not. It's actually... A compa troubadou. That's why in the chorus I said, um, West Indies and Haiti, yeah, because I'm bigging up Haiti. Because at that time, uh, Michael Benjamin's track, uh, Who Party, was, was the biggest song in, in, in France and in the West Indies. So I, it inspired me. Rest in peace, brother. And so it's a uh, Rendez-moi by Soumia is actually a Troubadou Compa as well, but with my hip-hop R&B mixture in it. Uh, 
And then you have the last declination for the last 10 years, I would say, maybe 15 years, is the Guyad, Guyad, uh, which had a lot of those solos. But So I would say this is more the difference. And then Zook is more... Um, in the guitars, the way the the way you play the rim shots, and uh, the way you the way you they tend to be more uh, programmed, I would say. But I mean, now everything is programmed anyway, uh, and and now it's interesting because a lot of the the the, the compad they now they they now use backing tracks as well. So let's it's a genres they they do this and then at the same time they do this and then etc so that's my uh, my thing but i believe that this is more uh and and same thing kizomba is going to be the number of rim shots the way they use it the way they play it the instruments sometimes are very live but and in this case when they start doing it very live they are actually inspiring themselves more from zook and compa and then sometimes they are more electronic and it depends so yeah, there it is. Uh, and there's a reason why all these genres look alike, but it's gonna be for another time. For now, I'm gonna leave you guys and thank you for uh, being here. Uh, thank you so much, Emmanuel Etienne. Uh, thank you for uh, being part of the live. Thank you for those who came from Instagram and subscribe. I'm gonna leave you with uh actually i'm gonna leave you with a compa troubadour that i did no 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 even better i'm gonna leave you with a track that i did that is in my album it's a love called funky electronic compa featuring abg and elisio and um yeah, it's, it's a track where we mix Kamba with a bunch of other things. Bless.
pra fazer festa Chica, ninha, bonitinha, apanha os pó de baja Baja, levanta, sai e grita uau, 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 uau E a vida do Haiti lá O Chiba, gaila, vela, mole, vela, mole Representa a Aysian, de Boston do Canadá Representa o Bajan, de Kingston do África Demon Group. 